So welcome back to the Coffee and Heroes podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Alan, the owner of Coffee and Heroes, a comic book and coffee shop in Smithfield, Belfast. So for the next podcast, what I thought I'd do is elaborate a little further on something that we've just started in store, which is putting up uh, previews each month. So the way it works with comic book stores is we put our orders in around two months before any titles come out. So how this is done is the comic supplier sends you a book called Previews, letting you know what's coming out. And then what we hopefully go from there to do is to try and let people know what's coming out, you know, what to be excited for, what to pre-order. And then if people let us know what they're after, it obviously makes our ordering process a lot easier. Um, it just means that people are guaranteed titles as well. You know, obviously with a small business such as ours, we can't always get in loads of each title because we just don't know what will sell. Uh, so hopefully with this moving forward, this will make it a lot easier for us to to do the orders for everyone. And as I say, to make sure that everybody gets what they're after. So it's sort of an everybody wins scenario. So what we did is uh, we have broken it down into three categories when it comes to previews. Indie, Marvel and DC. So we'll actually start off with the independent stuff. Uh, so there's a couple of really great looking image titles coming out uh, towards the start of May. Uh, first of all, we have a title called Death or Glory. Now, this is a new ongoing series. It's from one of my personal favorite writers, and anyone who comes into the store knows how much I love this guy, simply because he writes Deadly Class, again, one of our favorite titles. Uh, so the writer for this one, as I say, this is Rick Remender, and it's actually a legendary French artist called Bengal who is going to be uh, doing this story with him. There are some uh, preview pages in the previews magazine itself. This looks really, really slick. Uh, it's basically the story of a, a female protagonist called Glory. Uh, she's a hell of a driver who has three days to pull off four heists to help to pay for her dad's uh, upcoming surgery. So to be able to pull these heists off, she only has to deal with mob killers, crooked cops, and of course that other good staple, her psycho ex-boyfriend. So yeah, as I said, this looks really fast-paced, really cool, really slick uh, with Remander. You know, what I always try to recommend to people when it comes to indie stuff, instead of following stories, follow creators. Because if you get a sense of you like their style, regardless of what genre they tackle, you'll usually enjoy it. So as I say, with any new series that comes out from Remender, I always jump on straight away. So with this one, it's out May the 2nd. Uh, and the issue one's going to be a double-sized issue as well. So lots to sink your teeth into there. Uh, another title uh, also from Image, uh, this is coming out on May the 9th, this is called Barrier. Now with this one, same again, uh, goes back to what I say about following creators, because Barrier is actually written by Brian K. Vaughan. Now Brian K. Vaughan is responsible for my personal favourite comic series of all time, which is called Why the Last Man. But he also has a very strong follow-up series from that called Saga, and also Paper Girls. So with this one barrier, it's going to be a five issue mini series and it's drawn by uh, a frequent collaborator with Brian K. Vaughan, who is called Marcos Martin. Now with these guys, they actually have their own website called panelsyndicate.com. Now on this website, they produce digital comics. Uh, it's worth checking out just for uh, a little known Walking Dead story called The Tourist, which I believe off the top of my head is set in Italy. Uh, and features a family relation to one of the main characters from The Walking Dead. So it's worth going onto this website just to read that. Uh, but with this one, Barrier, this is one they've already done in digital, but they're bringing it to print for the first time. Uh, it's an unconventional drama about violence, language, illegal immigrants, but with a sci-fi twist to it. So 
the way this is going to be printed, it's actually going to be printed slightly different to a regular comic. They're going to be deluxe larger sizes. It's going to be cardstock covers almost. Covers you would more akin to uh, prestige editions with DC or, or even trade paperbacks, I suppose. And it's designed to, you know, just sit beautifully on the shelf, you know, like a little bit of a work of art, so to speak. Um, the kick with this series is there's no plans in the future to collect these five issues into a trade. I know some people like to wait for trades rather than collecting single issues. But in this case, there's actually not going to be a trade. So this is the only way to actually read this series. So really, really recommend getting in at this one on the ground floor. Uh, as I say, that's Barrier. And that's May the 9th. Uh, so a little bit of a change in uh, genre for the next one. Uh, for this one, what you've got is another image series. Uh, I'm sure you see a pattern emerging here with my love for image. Uh, but in this case, this is Medieval Spawn and Witchblade. It's actually a crossover, and it's the first ever time that these two characters have crossed over. It's going to be just a four-issue miniseries, and it's Spawn, and it's Witchblade. I mean, what, what more do you need to know? Uh, the little sort of blurb for it is just that a village is besieged by a dark force, uh, which Spawn emerges from. But is he there to be their saviour, or is he there to destroy it? Uh, it's co-written by a couple of uh, creators I'm not overly familiar with, if I'm honest. Uh, written by Brian Holguin and also written and drawn by uh, Brian Haberlin. Uh, so with that one, that's going to be May the 9th. So I think that'll fill a good spawn-sized hole for, I know a lot of our regulars, it's a, a character they enjoy. Which leads us on to another character that... Uh, it's maybe suffered a little bit uh, recently simply because uh, with this character most people sort of pine for the past with it and that's Judge Dredd. Now IDW took over the Judge Dredd name and series uh, recently and for some people they feel that they've almost Americanized Dredd when he's sort of a British icon almost. Uh, but with this one this looks really really interesting. Uh, IDW are going to do this sort of soft relaunch for Judge Dredd. And they're launching it with uh, a series called Judge Dread Under Siege. So, I mean, come on, it takes the name from a, an amazing Steven Seagal movie. I mean, <laughs> if that doesn't interest you, I don't know what will. Uh, so basically the reason Under Siege is used is it's going to be a four-issue opening story arc. And then, as I said, it's going to be a soft relaunch then continuing on adventures in Mega City 1. Uh, so with this one, it, it's uh, basically Dread has to deal with trouble on a, on a certain city block. Uh, which is called Patrick Swayze Block. Again, gotta love this. Uh, which is just on the edge of uh, Mega City 1. So with this one, this is written by Mark Russell. And then the art is by Max Dunbar. So, as I say, good to get on a bit of Dread again. It's It's been a while since there's been a really, really good quality series. Uh, so that'll, that'll do it for the indie for the moment. Uh, what we'll do is we'll move on to DC after this. <laughs> That brings us on to DC for our previews recommendations. Now with DC there's only really one place to start and for me that is with a, a title called No Justice. Now No Justice is written by Scott Schneider, one of my absolute favourite uh, DC writers. Again I go back to following writers as much as anything because Schneider's done some great work outside of DC but he first caught my eye doing the Batman series going back even pre-New 52 with Detective Comics. But then he really came into his own with The Court of Isles and from there uh, in the New 52. And from there basically Schneider's went from strength to strength. 
So No Justice is written in the aftermath of Dark Knight's Metal. The last issue of that comes out in a week and a half's time. And uh, basically this is going to be the almost like the preliminary story before he jumps on to the main Justice League title. Justice League's a title that, to be honest, I haven't really... I nip on and off of it every so often, but for me, Justice League should be DC's flagship title. You've got the big three in there. You've got the rest of the Justice League. You know, these should be big, bombastic, epic stories, and that's something I think Snyder really does specialise in. So I'm looking forward to him taking over the Justice League. Uh, the art for this No Justice um, miniseries is by Francis Manipal. He was the artist on Trinity uh, from the Rebirth um, relaunch. But also he did uh, The Flash in the New 52 and his art style is absolutely wonderful. Uh, so yeah, this uh, four-issue miniseries, it sees all of the Justice League form new alliances to stop an unimaginable threat to Earth's very existence. So as I say, big, bombastic, cosmic. You know, this is the kind of stuff you want Schneider writing and the kind of threats that the Justice League should be dealing with. Uh, with this one, it's almost like the Justice League is being divided into... Uh, interesting teams. So, for example, you see Martian Manhunter teaming with Superman on one team. You see Satana and Wonder Woman on, on another team. Lobo, Batman and Beast Boy on another one. This just looks like it's going to be a really, really interesting title. Uh, it launches off on May the 9th and then I believe it's going to be a weekly title for those four issues. Uh, as I say, anything Schneider, I always do recommend jumping on and especially it'll fill that metal shaped hole now that that's coming to an end. Uh, another issue that's certainly worth pre-ordering and, and getting on top of is Doomsday Clock, uh, which is number five, launching May 23rd. As you know, with Doomsday Clock, it's the long-awaited sequel to Watchmen. It's written by Jeff Johns with art by Gary Frank. Now, we all know the shipping schedule is less than ideal when it comes to Doomsday Clock. It was um, a little bit a subject of a controversial uh, development recently when DC announced that after three issues which were coming out on a monthly basis that the title was moving to a bi-monthly schedule which means we only get an issue every two months. A lot of this was done to cater for Gary Frank. His art style is incredibly rich, incredibly detailed and they wanted to give him extra time to let it breathe. Now we can all debate the you know the merits of that excuse or should they have had more done before they launched it and teased it and all that kind of stuff but it's at a situation now where it is what it is and if there is a title out there at the moment it's worth waiting two months for each time it is doomsday clock because it hasn't disappointed at any point so far. So a little bit of sneak preview for issue five is that the comedian lives, the mime and the marionette are loose in Gotham City, Rorschach is still locked in the bowels of Arkham Asylum. Yeah this, this just sounds like it's going to be another home run so it is. Uh, with Doomsday Clock what we do is we try to keep the first three issues which have been released so far in store at all times. Uh, just so anybody who wants to jump on to the title who hasn't uh, discovered it just yet will have that opportunity. So if it is one that, that you like the sound of and you are a little late coming to just pop in and see us and we'll always do our best to make sure you can get the first uh, couple, of here, uh, couple of issues of that. Uh, another one to jump on to is uh, New Challengers, number one. Now, this is the latest in DC's New Age of Heroes line. For anybody who doesn't know the New Age of Heroes line, it's a sort of a response to the feeling that with when DC launched the Rebirth line, it was all very safe. You know, it was lots of Batman titles. It was Wonder Woman. It was Superman. It was Suicide Squad. It was all well-known uh, stories and franchises. So with the new age of heroes, DC have uh, attempted to create new heroes that you know we don't know about from before. Uh, this has led to the likes of Damage, the Terrifics, uh, the Silencer. Not all of them have been home runs. I wasn't overly fussed on Sideways. 
Um, but I thought the silencer was absolutely terrific, uh, for example, and also damage has been a pleasant surprise. Uh, so with new challengers, I mean, it, it's always good to jump on a new number one for a new title like this anyway, but then again, you've got the heavyweight team of Scott Schneider riding and Andy Kubert on art. So, <laughs> you know, this is going to be good. Uh, so, yeah, the blurb for this one is five misfit strangers are given a second chance at life, but only if they obey the orders of a mysterious professor and execute deadly missions in the most unexplained corners of the multiverse. Now, I love me some multiverse uh, shenanigans, so again, I'm definitely on board for this. It sounds like nothing else in the DC universe right now, uh, and I, for one, am really looking forward to this. Uh, I believe they're kicking it off with a six-issue miniseries, so it's not like you're committing to a long, ongoing title. Uh, so I think this will definitely be one worth jumping on to. Uh, this is scheduled to ship on May the 16th. Which brings us to another DC title. Uh, in this case, Harley Loves Joker. Now, Harley Quinn is a character, I'll be honest, I don't always see the appeal of. Um, I love the... Mad Love introduction to her. I love her in the animated series. I love her floating in and out of stories. I mean, I think she's very effective in things like Hush, for example. Uh, but if you're going to read any Harley story, now this is only going to be a little two-issue miniseries, but if you are going to read any Harley story, this would definitely be one of them, simply because it's written by one of Harley's co-creators, Paul Dini, who, of course, is so well-known from the uh, animated series. Uh, so for this one... You know, she's paired with the Joker. It's it's sort of billed as, will this be the last ever time they're together? Or is this the start of loads of new misadventures? So, as I say, just a two-way issue story. It's bound to be a lot of fun, uh, as I say, with Paul Dini writing. So there'll be good comedy to it. I would imagine no one knows that, that character's voice better. So, uh, yeah, as I say, that's Harley Loves Joker 1 and 2. And that is scheduled to also kick off on May the 16th. Uh, so yeah, that'll do for DC for the moment. Uh, what we'll do now is we'll jump over to Marvel after this. So that allows us to jump on to Marvel's previews. Now, Marvel's in a bit of a strange situation at the moment. They look to be doing another quote another soft reboot uh, of sorts um, I believe they're going to be dual numbering a lot of their issues I mean the whole idea of legacy was that they were bringing back the original numbering and with uh, this new soft reboot they seem to be putting a lot of stuff back to number one but again it will uh, be dual numbered I understand now I, I do see the appeal of this kind of model I mean it's a great way to entice new readers is you know launching an Avengers number one rather than Avengers issue 676 you know it's you are trying to make it easy for people. That's it's one of the reasons why we want to do the likes of these podcasts and YouTube channels and previews boards. We want we do want to try and make things easier for people rather than them feel overwhelmed, uh, wanting to get into these things. And um, with Marvel, it's kind of interesting for me as well because I'm definitely more of a DC reader. You know, I I wear my sort of DC love on my sleeve, um, literally with my uh Batman Joker tattoo sleeve. But uh, when it comes to stories, I'm always more in, intrigued by what DC is doing than Marvel. So this soft relaunch might actually come at a good time for, for the likes of myself who's looking to get into some of these stories. Um, now, the first one I've got lined up as a, as a recommendation is Avengers number one. Now, the reason this gets me excited is the Avengers titles have, have been all over the place for, for a number of years. Uh, but what I really like the look of in this is that Thor, Steve Rogers and Tony Stark are reunited for the first time in a long time. 
Uh, it's under the tutelage, under the writing of Jason Aaron, who's again another of my favorite indie writers. Does some wonderful titles such as um, Southern Bastards. Uh, but in this case, uh, he's relaunching the Avengers and he's got you know legendary artist Ed McGuinness on track for this one as well. Um, so as I say, Avengers number one looks like it's going to be a great one to jump on to as well as the big three there. You've got Ghost Rider, you've got Captain Marvel, you've got She-Hulk, you've got you know, Black Panther, so this this looks like it could be a lot of fun. Um, as I say, this is due out for uh, May time also, um, so that, that might be one to certainly jump on board with. Uh, another one that's getting a, a number one is Black Panther. So probably could be coming at a better time in terms of Black Panther comics. You know, the movie's been immensely successful. Um, it's been very, very popular. You know, it's crossed over a billion dollars worldwide. I'll try and throw up a wee review for Black Panther for ourselves at some point soon because we actually only got to see it ourselves there a couple of days ago. Um, the quick review is I really enjoyed it. I did have some problems with it, but uh, I'll, as I say, I'll get into that on a, on a separate uh, podcast. But for this one, this is actually written by Tad Nahesi Coates and penciled by Daniel Acuna. Now, what sounds really interesting about this is, and it, it comes out at a good time following the movie, is we're pretty much familiar with the whole idea of Wakanda, you know, being a hidden empire, so to speak, uh, having all this technological resources and all the rest. But with this new number one, the way the story is going is it's actually going to introduce the intergalactic empire of Wakanda. So it sounds like a story that's going cosmic, uh, which I think would be really, really interesting uh, a direction moving forward for Black Panther. So, uh, yeah, that's one to look forward to coming out in May as well. Uh, also, we have Venom, number one. Now, Venom's been one of the most popular characters for us in store so far, previews-wise. Um, a lot of people added it to their pull list. There's, it does seem at a point of possible saturation at the moment because uh, Venom seems to be making his way into every title. I mean, when you've got crossovers with the X-Men Blue annual, you know, you know it's uh, spreading far. But uh, with Venom, number one, the reason this excites me is it's being written by Donny Cates. Now, he's another one of my favourite writers who's come through the indie, um, the indie journey. He does a great series called Redneck. He wrote one of our favourite, if in fact, our actual favourite indie um, graphic novel last year, which was God Country. Thoroughly excellent title. And again, another one we always try and keep in store at all times. Uh, so with him writing, and you've got Rand Stegman on art duties, uh, this looks really, really interesting. It seems to be going into a, a thousand-year-old um, history. And, uh, well, what it says is basically this is a Venom story a thousand years in the making. So you're going to have a lot of nods to the past. Uh, and as I said, with that creative team, I have to say I'm very, very interested in that. Uh, another one to jump on to might be Captain America. Now... Captain America is, I'll be honest, outside of the movies, not really a character I would read in comics much. Uh, but when Legacy relaunched, it was the title I was looking forward to most. And that's simply because it was the creative team of Mark Wade and Chris Samney. Now, these guys did an amazing Daredevil run uh, pre-Legacy. They must have been on Daredevil for five to six years. And it was really some of the, the absolute best work Marvel had going at the time. They then left that and went on to do a Black Widow title, again a character I wouldn't normally be interested in, but they did this thoroughly, thoroughly excellent 12 issue miniseries that really should just be adapted for TV if you ask me. It's the perfect story for Black Widow, 
Um, and as I say, with those guys um, working together, I was always going to go into Captain America. Now, with this one, after that long introduction, uh, of course, it's my duty to tell you that Chris Samney will have actually left the title by the time issue 701 comes out. Uh, but Mark Wade is staying on as writer. Chris Samney, I have this feeling he's going to DC. Uh, there's been quite a few have jumped from Marvel to DC recently. And I don't know, I've just got a feeling uh, you can uh, come back to me on that if I'm right or give me abuse if I'm wrong. But uh, with Captain America 701, they're introducing uh, a new artist on it, which is Leonardo Romero. And this is starting off a story arc called uh, Promised Land. So as I say, Captain America, not normally one of those titles I would be um, all over, but I'm going to stick with it because I really enjoy Mark Wade's writing so far. And uh, I think it's definitely worth giving a chance to. So what else have we got? Uh, I think the other title we were mostly looking forward to is uh, Amazing Spider-Man 800. Now, Spider-Man's another character I find it hard to jump into sometimes. When people ask me for a good Spider-Man story, I normally point them in the direction of Spider-Man Blue. Um, I know there's tons more great issues out there and tons more great stories, but... As I say, I'm I'm very much Marvel learning at the moment. You know, I'm I'm trying my best to read older stories and, you know, entrench myself in a bit more Marvel mythology. Um, so with Amazing Spider-Man eight hundred, it's a a double sized issue. It's actually Dan Slott's last issue on the title. Now Dan Slott, he to give you some perspective, he's been writing Amazing Spider-Man for ten years now. I mean that's a heck of a lot of uh issues. So with this one, this is going to be the conclusion to his final story arc called uh, Go Down Swinging. Now, it, it seems weird to almost recommend like the end of a story to someone, but for me, this is going to be the end of his story, but setting it up for Amazing Spider-Man going forward. Um, it's a bit of a monumental issue, as I say, with it being Dan Slott's last one. So you know, don't quote me on this, but it could be a decent um, investment issue as well. Uh, but as I say, the main reason is that I think this will set up where the story is going to go after this. Uh, so as I say, Dan Slott's writing this, Stuart Immerman is on art. But I do know that the uh, creative team to follow up um, Amazing Spider-Man is actually going to be, I believe, Nick Spencer writing. And Ran Otley, the artist from Invincible, who's going to be uh, drawing. So as I say, for someone like myself who hasn't read an awful lot of Spider-Man, I think I've been reading this story go down swinging, which has just started. It's been rather good so far. I think this is a good entry point for uh, Spidey also. So, yeah, that's uh, that's it for our sort of first preview show. I don't want to talk and talk and talk for hours. I'd rather, you know, segue people gently into these types of things. Um, as I say, loads of great stuff there uh, being recommended. And... If any of it does sound interesting too, basically we have to have our order in by this coming Friday, that's the 23rd of March, um, for these titles to 100% guarantee them on release day. Uh, so if any of them do interest you, you know, you can either get in touch with us through the Facebook page, you know, I've, I've always my phone on in store, so I'll always respond to all messages, you can message us through Facebook Messenger. Uh, we have just installed a phone line as well. Uh, I'm going to be going live with the number of that on Monday. Uh, I'm recording this on the Sunday, in case you're wondering. Uh, so uh, again, you can just give us a call, uh, or else just pop into the store. You know, we're we're open ten a.m. to five thirty p.m. Monday to Saturday. So just call in and see us. You know, call in for a cup of coffee. Always happy to have a chat. And again, recommend further titles, and. Uh, yeah, so hopefully this will prove to be a, a useful resource for everyone each month. 
and uh, I hope you didn't get too bored of listening to me ramble on about comics so as I say until next time uh, I'm Alan and I'll hopefully chat to you guys soon